Hey everybody, welcome to Hacking Into Security, your career-related cybersecurity show. I'm your host, Ricky Burke, the InfoSec recruiter, and regularly we'll be catching up with a variety of guests from CISOs, entrepreneurs, VCs, new people into the industry, and more, each sharing their story, industry knowledge, and advice on how others can navigate success in their career. So sit back, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, welcome to another episode of Hacking Into Security. Today, we're joined by Prashant Venkatesh, who is the OWASP chapter lead for the Bay Area, also security engineer working for Calls Department Stores. Prashant, first of all, thank you and welcome. Hi, Ricky. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure talking to you and interacting with your folks. Yeah, very welcome. And look, I guess, first of all, OWASP means a lot to the security community. I've been to, I guess, many events and meetups and I know from, I guess, an application security point of view, it's very integral to the industry and would love to, I guess, just impart some more knowledge and share with other people that maybe not so aware of OWASP and the impact that, I guess, the foundation has. Plus also, I guess, your journey as well, because to be honest, you've got a very interesting background. You've worked in different countries. You've definitely progressed in your career and you've, I think, got some great values to, to add as well. So thank you. So first of all, who are you? So my name is Prashant. I work for Coles Department Stores in US. I've been part of OWASP for almost 10 years now. In various capacities, I have worked with OWASP. I, I used to be a Bangalore chapter leader. And then I moved to US and I have been working with the OWASP area chapter as well. I majorly do application security reviews like threat modeling, architecture reviews, and source code reviews and penetration testing. That's a lot. So for you, uh, I guess, as a security engineer, application security, what, what does an average week look like for you? So mostly, as you grow up in career, the responsibilities differ. So right now, I work more more as a application security lead, where uh, there are four people who look up to me for mission security guidance. So mostly, I do thre- threat modelings and architecture reviews. So any new initiatives which come in my organization, I participate in that and make sure that from the design and architecture perspective, it's secure. On the need basis, the junior engineers look up to me for technical guidance, like if they're testing any particular feature in an application, I would guide them and uh, show them the points that where they should put more emphasis like that. Or if the organization is doing any new product implementation or if they're evaluating some new product, we try to help the, the people to make sure that we are uh, procuring right products like that. So that's how the average week would look like. Uh, out of interest, on, on that note of, of let's say, a, a the development team or someone wants to implement a new product or or technology, how does that work and what's your involvement there? So mostly the organization has some security policies, which uh, bare minimum security requirements, which which we want to make sure that the products with whom we are interacting uh, should take on care. For example, if we are working with a SaaS-based vendor, we should make sure that they support our single sign-on, they have the proper authentication policies in place. So those are some of the controls which we would validate or pass on that information to the engineering team who would then work with the vendor and make sure that they have certain things in place like that. Okay, excellent. So you've been working in security for some time now. You mentioned 10 years with OWASP and obviously in security before that as well. So really, I guess, why are you working in security, first of all? 
so it just happened by chance at that time so initially i i was a developer i i was a c c++ coder i joined a company called computer associates at that time i was working on security products and i was fixing some of the security issues reported that's where my um, interest in security grew and i thought that uh, i mean uh, finding the bugs or finding security issues are more interesting than actually fixing them so my uh, inclination towards attack or the offensive security increased and i started learning them and then it so happened that in the subsequent roles i got to work in the penetration testing teams where we did penetration testing found security issues loopholes helped the teams to fix fix the issues and with the growing amount of like transactions happening over the internet and with the and especially as the stuff now going into the cloud the the landscape is ever evolving i mean the the 10 years back the situation was totally different the threat were mm. threats were totally different yeah. now the threats are totally different so keep on learning new things every day Fantastic. And I think that's a really good point, actually. I think no matter how experienced you are or whether you're junior or experienced, keep learning. That's that's a very, very integral thing. Absolutely. So in terms of OWASP, and again, for many out there in security, they'll know exactly what OWASP is about, and hopefully many developers do as well. But I guess for those that aren't so aware of OWASP and what the foundation does and the impact in the industry, do you mind just, I guess, talking about OWASP in general and, and then what you do for the community as well? Sure. So OWASP was started in the mid-2000s. Basically, at that time, application security issues were new. And there was some uh, some, uh, some requirement for somebody to put in some of the best practices around uh, application security. So the bunch of, there was some bunch of folks who joined and thought that, okay, let's why not start a community which would help to improve the application security space. So as OWASP stands, it's Organization for Web Application Security pro- uh, Project. So the focus was predominantly on application security. I mean, the the legacy security mindset was more on the network security side, where people thought that, okay, if I implement IDS, IPS, firewall, I'm good. If I use cryptography, I'm good, I'm secure. However, the threat landscape changed and the applications were written in an insecure way. And nobody actually knew that how to find those issues or how to fix those issues. So that's where the OWASP wanted to contribute and has been doing a pretty good work so OWASP has different kinds of project like we have some of the open source tools like zap security knowledge framework so they, they help in different things like zap is uh, used for proxying and penetration testing purpose so, so there are similarly various kinds of tools available from OWASP then uh, majorly the, the most used feature is the OWASP top 10 vulnerabilities so every few years OWASP comes up with the latest threats in the uh, application security space, uh, which are like actively exploited. So, so th- th- that is something like which a developer should be aware of and they, they should ensure that they don't write those kind of wrong uh, coding practices. So that's where the OWASP Top 10 has been pretty prevalent in the market as such. And many of the organizations and even the compliance bodies recommend that you are uh, please make your effort to ensure that you are free of the OWASP Top 10 vulnerabilities like that. Apart from that, OWASP also gives a lot of guidelines and frameworks around the best practices, so which helps developers to like learn secure coding. Apart from that, it's a very pretty strong community where we have chapters in mostly all parts of the world, all major cities. We hold monthly or periodic meetups where people come and discuss application security, various different aspects of information security as, as such. OWASP also organizes global and regional conferences, like the global AppSec USA is supposed to happen in October. That's one of the, the most looked, I mean, followed conferences as well. Absolutely. And and how can someone 
again, if you're sparking some interest, how, how can they get involved in OWASP? I think the first of all thing would be that if you find a local community nearby your um, the place where you live, try start attending those meetups. Try start meeting the people and understand that uh, what kind of work they do, uh, how did they get got involved. Then like um, uh, slowly start from being a like a, a participant as an attendee to being a participant as a speaker. Try to go and speak about something. Try to show something, some research work, what you have done like that. In that way, like I mean, you can you get an opportunity to get involved in the community. Apart from that, it, you can like also contribute in organizing the meetups. Like if you know a place where you can like an, any organ any organization or any college which be, which is willing to give a space for um, hosting, then you can help help them out. I mean, I know most of the chapters always keep looking for a place to host, so that that can be a good contribution. So and the main thing is that I mean, when you go there, you meet people, you make connections, you, you get to learn from people like that. Excellent. And uh, I guess a bit of advice, and I'd love to hear your feedback as well, because sometimes people can feel maybe a bit nervous going to a meetup for the first time, especially if they don't know anyone. I guess what would be your recommendations around, yeah, I guess trying, trying to get out there and meet people if, if someone maybe feels that way? I mean, whatever my experience has been, the information security community is pretty open to new people. I know like in the chapters where we were um, involved, we used to make sure that we would invite the new uh, newcomers to come and speak and at least tell them and introduce themselves. So don't be shy. I mean, just go and sit, talk to people there. Uh, I, I know like I can definitely say that OWASP is a much forthcoming uh, group where people love to invite new people and want them to contribute. So definitely. don't be shy. That's the thing I would recommend. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I think it's amazing. Like the security community in general, I think is so, like you say, sort of forthcoming and, and welcoming. And unfortunately, you have to put yourself out there sometimes, but you can be pleasantly surprised about how friendly and open people are. Absolutely. Um, in fact, I mean, most of the guys have learned from each other. I mean, if not for these open source tools or the open methodologies, what people like publish on internet and blog, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to learn so much. So, and most of the guys um, would want to go back and give contribute to the community. In that way, they are like much more welcoming to the new people. Excellent. And out of interest, going back to the the OWASP top 10, I guess it's something that doesn't get changed too much from time to time. I guess, when would you anticipate maybe the, the next review or, or things getting updated out of interest? I think uh, the, uh, this year, the next one should come out. I think um, mostly like every three years, uh, the data get revised. So I think uh, OWASP top 10 2020, probably the work has already started. I mean, I think the call for like submissions and call for contributions are already open. So people can do contribute. And if you feel that you want to contribute in some way to the data analysis, please feel free to check out the OWASP website. So amazing, I guess. Even though things change so much, the challenges, the vulnerabilities, the gaps that people leave or in terms of organizations, they, they still remain pretty similar. One of the main problems for that is that um, like, uh, in most of the universities and colleges, people teach you how to do coding. They don't teach you how to do like secure coding. I mean, the, the, it is surprising that the universities still like continue to teach the same kind of syllabus over and over again. I think secure, there should be one subject on secure coding itself where things like OWASP top 10 can be actually thought that uh, developers would like get that basic knowledge from the initial stage itself. It's a really good point. Have you heard or seen of much change, I guess, from that perspective? Not really. I mean, yeah, this one one area, like probably universities and like even the security practitioners need to be more actively involved. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen more universities 
bringing in sort of guest lectures, like real security professionals that can actually, I guess, contribute. But I think on a sort of foundation level, you're right. I think secure coding should be a, a fundamental thing that people are learning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Time for a quick break. I'm Ricky Burke. In my full-time role, I'm the founder and director of CyberSec People, a leading cybersecurity recruitment company where we support organizations across the US and APAC in hiring cybersecurity talent. Through our connections and reach into the security community, our deep industry knowledge, we save organizations time when hiring. We have a 98% success rate and a three-year track record that demonstrates we only have to send on average two applicants to find success. If your organization is hiring, reach out as we'd love to discuss what that means for you. In the meantime, Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Okay. So yourself personally, you're in the AppSec space. You've obviously got a, for me, what looks like the very, it's the right type of profile, to be honest. You, you started as a developer, you got an interest in security, and now you obviously combine those two. From your perspective, what, what does application security mean to you? Information security, I would divide into two, um, two categories. I would say offensive and defensive. So offensive means that you actively go and find vulnerabilities, you find like loopholes in the system. Defensive is more like you you you, you make sure that nobody is able to exploit your, any vulnerability or if any vulnerability is found, how can we make sure that we have appropriate controls in place? Either we fix it through code or, or we fix it through some other controls like that. So even in application security, you can divide the aspect into two, two aspects, like say a pen tester or a, a bounty hunter or a bounty researcher. So, so they are like actively looking into the offensive side of things, finding the issues. However, somebody in the software security or the product security space would work with developers and make sure that they are actually writing proper code, designing proper systems, or like if any vulnerability is found, they can go back and help them to fix the issues at the the earliest. So application security is like a bi-set, it's a set of uh, information security, just that predominantly we work on the application uh, aspect. However, with all these infrastructure as code kind of the terminology is coming up now with the aspect of DevOps taking more prominence, I think that the difference between infrastructure and application security is getting kind of, the line is kind of getting raised now. I think somebody who knows infrastructure security should know application security and vice versa. Uh, maybe we can call that as a cloud security profession. <laughs> it's a really good point. And because uh, I guess as a, as a recruiter, I get different types of requirements coming up from customers. And often, you know, if we're defining roles as an AppSec engineer or DevSecOps engineer, the lines are getting very blurred between DevOps and application security. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and with more and more the utilization of cloud, I think the, this line will kind of like won't be there in future. I mean, people who know application security need to know a little bit of infrastructure and definitely need to know a little bit of programming language like say Python to do some automation. That makes a lot of sense. So in terms of an organization, let's say that at the moment, maybe they don't, they don't have a big security team or they don't have full-time application security engineers. Are there any sort of effective steps that they can take maybe just to sort of uplift their own internal applications or infrastructure that you would maybe recommend to start with? Yeah, so first thing is that, I mean, there are a lot of open source tools available. They can utilize the 
like uh, it doesn't require really like a good understanding of security to implement them like if you have good devops engineers and good development engineers as such you can integrate the integrate those tool into ci cd pipeline and make sure that at the bare minimum lot of things can be taken care of also like a lot of information around hardening and configuration management is available we can utilize that and start doing a defense work at the organization apart from that i think a close group a private bug bounty program can also be like you started where like you invite like 10 15 researchers with, with an organization like say hacker one or bug crowd you, you can open up some of your um, application for them to test and find vulnerabilities so in that way like for a, a pretty uh, less expense you can get like a, some good researcher to actually contribute to your uh, security Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. There's, there's still, I guess, yeah, steps companies can take without having a, a full blown out security team. Sure. And for those organisations that maybe are hiring, or let's say they want to hire maybe their first security professional in in this area, what would you recommend? Uh, maybe some of the skill sets they should be looking for. For, for like a, a newer startup kind of organisation, uh, it's a phased approach that I mean they would have to take. like first of all the thing would be to get their infrastructure their policies in place make sure that i mean you have like right kind of password policy make sure that you have right right kind of firewall and you know network in in place so and then like move into the other aspect so probably like start with the good cloud secops engineer make sure that these things are taken care then like get into the application security aspect do the automation and get the devops thing in place like that okay cool and i'd love to get your feedback on this so trying to hire good security engineers is is not easy no matter to be honest i think where in the world you are or where you're at and often companies especially if they're maybe not that mature they'll they'll try and hire the most experienced people or they'll they'll just look at someone by job titles but i i do find that trying to judge someone by job title is very difficult you've got to look at basically what they actually do on a day-to-day basis and what their skills are for a company trying to hire maybe a security engineer particularly application security engineer but without maybe having the most experienced person what 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 skills could they look for in someone that could actually grow into that sort of role so i think somebody who who has a decent coding experience can actually go on to be a good application security engineer coding i think uh, it is is like mathematics i mean i the, the kind of respect mathematicians have is equivalent to like how a good coder has i mean there's always a requirement for good uh, professionals with good good coding skills so penetration testing and other offensive things can actually be learned and uh, i mean um, the mindset can actually be developed over the period of time but coding skills are something like which i think a good starting point for a application security engineer who can be then groomed to be a good appsec engineer or an offensive security engineer Perfect. I completely agree. So I'm I'm glad you agree with me. And then I guess on the on the other side of that, let's say you're someone who's a programmer already or, or an engineer, a software engineer, or maybe you're wanting to break into security from you know your first role from university or, or from college. I guess what steps would you recommend for someone to to go and do, or how they can really help themselves stand out and and maybe get some opportunities out there. So I think the the first starting point would be for them would be the OWASP website. Check check OWASP top ten. There are a lot of like deliberately written vulnerable application like say Web Go, Juice Shop, Dam Dam vulnerable web app. You can install them and then play around and find the vulnerabilities. Then like go back and see that the what what was the wrong code and what what could have been the right code like that. so the uh, understanding these vulnerabilities can, can be the good starting point then like, there are a lot of other resources available like say uh, hack 
one and Buck Rowell publishes their uh, bug bounty reports online. But you can, uh, like say, uh, somebody found a very cool bug in Facebook and got so much money. So you can go and like understand, understand that what that vulnerability was, how can this vulnerability be found in some other website as such. So the, the, these kind of information is available, but I would say start with OAS top 10 first, learn some of the basic tools required to find them, and then slowly move on to, to uh, other vulnerabilities. Perfect. And then uh, trying to, let's say, get the attention of, let's say, you're, you know, yourself and your team, you're hiring for an AppSec engineer. You know, h- how could someone get your attention and sort of stand out maybe from other applicants? So somebody who has written some tool uh, or done, done some kind of automation work uh, or has a good GitHub repository, I, I think those kind of people, I mean, it's pretty easy to hire them and then like train them into security or mentor them like that so if you are looking at an entry level engineer then i would assume uh, that somebody with a, uh, with a good um, uh, commits in a github repository would be the first candidate i would look into however if you are looking for a senior appsec engineers then in that case the, the things do differ essentially on the kind of projects you want them to work they're like somebody who has uh, worked on offensive side or product security in that way we can actually make the decision perfect great well that's that's really helpful advice and i think this is the thing that I guess a lot of people that want to get into security and there's a lot of people that I think they have, they have the potential, the raw skills, but they don't always know what information that's going to help them stand out. And if, if, if they're already doing these activities, then it's really important. I think that they highlight them and, and really make people like yourself or hiring managers that they have a lot of potential. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, we should have uh, un- tried Try to code as much as possible, write some tools, write some snippets, try and come and uh, talk to people and meet up and showcase their work. In that way, they gain, gain a lot of visibility. Definitely. Yeah, I think you've mentioned something very critical there about meetups. Uh, having a good network in this industry is really important. So wh- whether you need it now, whether it's in three, five years time, you know, mentors, friends, potential hiring companies you know future jobs you just don't know where things are going to go and it's, it's really important i think you've got that foundation of, of a good network around you as well yeah that's that, that's definitely required networking is like one good skill to have great and just out of interest you mentioned something earlier so in terms of i guess application security and and cloud security or infrastructure security sort of coming together i guess is is that where you see the sort of the future moving in terms of security engineering then yeah, definitely. I think that's where the future is. Like if you see the, the software development earlier, like you had a clear demarcation of job, like say you had system administrators, you, you had um, the development or the coding engineers, that kind of has, the line has blurred. I mean, you now have infrastructure people who can code and with, with code, you can actually create infrastructure. So in that way, the, even the, the information security industry will move. The future will be like somebody who should know a little bit of coding and should know infrastructure as well as application security. That's, yeah, I think really, really valid things. And I guess, are there any from the, I guess, again, you yourself coming from the sort of more application focused, are there any sort of recommendations you have, maybe how people can sort of pick up their knowledge around the cloud side of things or infrastructure side? Yeah, so I think the, the basic infrastructure things like say Linux, understanding of Linux, uh, understanding of computer programming, uh, computer networks is being already taught in uh, colleges. However, like uh, things like cloud security or, or the cloud underst- understanding of the cloud, the, there, is, there are a lot of resources available in Udemy and Coursera. They can subscribe to those courses. Do some basic level certification like say architecting Google, Google Cloud or Amazon Cloud. Yeah, if you do those courses, I think definitely you get better skills. 
Perfect. So if, so if someone out there right now, let's say they're a software engineer that is really interested in security, then to help themselves, then effectively they want to start refining those security skill sets by looking at the vulnerabilities, looking at the OWASP top 10, reading maybe some reports from Bug Crowd or HackerOne, maybe learning a, a cloud certification from Amazon or Google. And combining all of that, that that's going to become a very powerful, I guess, person and candidate in the future for future roles. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be the, the dream skills to have. Perfect. So if you're listening to this and looking for a job in, well, looking at your future, those are the skill sets you need to be learning. Sure. Okay. Well, Prashant, thank you so much for your time. It's, it's been a real pleasure to catch up with you and, and get sort of insight from someone who is so involved in the community. And, and I've, I've been quite impressed when it's looking at all the different things that you do and how involved them. Yeah. I, I don't know how you find the time, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, one thing like time is always a premium. We somehow be managing with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure somehow you've, you've managed to juggle that through your career, especially having to, again, progress different roles, different companies, different countries, different cultures. There's, there's a lot to learn and, and, I guess, manage along the way. It's an interesting journey. I mean, um, uh, and it's pretty rewarding as well. Fantastic. Well, look, well, thank you for your time today. And yeah, I really appreciate that. And thanks for your help. Thank you very much, Ricky. It was a pleasure talking to you. Excellent. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening. And if you've got any questions, comments, please reach out to me. You'll find me online anywhere, CyberSec Ricky. And if you would like to be involved in the future, maybe be a guest and then reach out as well. Thanks for your time. Have a great day. Bye.